0: All right, welcome back.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time, where we wear tuxedos in this time, podcast edition, after show edition?
0: After show edition. God, it's been a minute. It has been. First, before we start, I just, I want to say cheers to finishing part one of the home renovation series. Clink. Clink. We've got non-alcoholic mojitos here. In the Pete's Pirate Life, um, beer glass, I don't know what you kind of...
1: Some alcohol. sort of some alcohol alcohol kind of alcohol glass. glass.
0: We use them for mocktails.
1: We neither one of us drinks, so we're very knowledgeless on those topics. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So today we are talking about uh, all of the things that happened in the bathroom episode. We've taken a little bit of a hiatus.
1: Hold on now for people who are just tuning in this podcast. Mm-hmm. What is this all about?
0: Well, um, this is a special edition of our podcast where we deep dive on videos or films or series that we're doing on our main YouTube channel, Becky and Chris. So this edition of the after show is a home renovation series after show where we are basically breaking down the entirety of the bathroom renovation episode, which is episode four of the series.
1: So we'll link to all of those videos in the show notes. Just watch the whole part one of our home renovation series from start to finish. If you have not seen it.
0: Yeah, there's an after show edition for every episode where we answer user questions and talk about the behind the scenes.
1: User questions.
0: Oh, wait, not user. Viewer user, questions.
1: Hello, users. User
0: error. <laughs> it's been a, a minute since our last podcast. Can you tell our listeners slash viewers? Our users. Users. Um, where we have we been? Why have we been, why have we had this like long ass hiatus ass <laughs> hiatus?
1: So, uh, also known as the crack. So we took, <laughs> it's the gap, right? The gap between the gap. The, yeah. The, the butt cheeks. Yes. yes exactly. okay.
0: yeah, <laughs> I guess we're just bringing the bathroom humor into this uh, after show edition as well.
1: Okay, correct. Okay. Yeah. So we actually buffered in four weeks. Like we delayed everything by four weeks to allow buffer to actually get our glass installed. We had an installed date weeks before we were even going to release our first episode of the home animation series.
0: Yeah. We were like four weeks should be a big enough buffer in case there's like a mistake and they have to come back once and fix it. And so, cause the original intent was to release all four of the first part of the series, like, you know, succinctly, Weekly. like every Sunday for four weeks straight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who was following them probably noticed we got to episode three.
0: And then there was like and then four weeks.
1: Four was supposed to come out and there was like a full, What? How long? How long?
0: I think it was like a month and a half.
1: Yeah, six weeks at least. Yeah. Anyway, so four weeks wasn't enough. <laughs> we we factored in one mess up. We didn't factor in three mess ups. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that yeah. was a journey. So
1: we kind of didn't really uh, dwell on that too much in the actual episode, but anybody who's been following us on social media probably has been seeing Instagram stories and things like that and yeah, kind of knows that there's the shit's been going down. <laughs>
0: there were a couple of comments on the video that said, like, kind of sad you didn't show everything with the glass and we, well, there's a couple of reasons why we didn't do that. A, we didn't want to put a huge damper on the episode because I think there were so many more things that kind of happened that were more positive in the video. Um, like finishing an entire bathroom ourselves and then, you know, to let the glass kind of ruin it.
1: Right. I, I think also like you kind of hit the nail on the head when we, we were talking about having like, don't wanna, not want to put a damper on things. Cause as that being like the final, the final step and it not really going the way we wanted it to, I don't know. I just feel like there's, Content. When you put out content on the internet, you can kind of have a positive spin on things, you can have a neutral spin on things, or you can have a negative thing spin on things. I feel like there's just so much negative content out there nowadays. Yeah. It's like you know what we we kind of I mean and yeah we had setbacks we had mishmeasurements all over the place but I think we kind of made light of it a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's
1: like okay, here's how we fucked this up. Now here's how we're gonna fix it.
0: Yeah, and you know I think sometimes that journey is kind of fun and funny and real to be on, right? And I think there's a difference between, you know, having fuck ups with measurements and having to reorder stuff. Part of the story versus complaining about a trade doing a really terrible job, which we'll do that on the podcast. That's what the podcast is for. The podcast is for the drama. (laughs) Also, are you okay? My
1: eyes are burning right now.
0: Oh, I know probably why you put sunscreen on your face. Did you just rub your eyes?
1: No, but I think I'm sweating a little bit. Oh, I, yes. If you notice, I'm not actually wearing a tuxedo right now. <laughs> for anybody who's listening to the podcast, could, Becky, you describe what I'm wearing while I'm trying to flush my eyes out with the tears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tears. Of so
0: Cr- I pulled Chris out of our primary bathroom. he was, but been putting up knee walls this morning. He's wearing a black NS Builders t-shirt underneath a pair of Carhartt gray overalls. Wow,
1: you're really getting descriptive. I was just going to say Sorry, you're, I'm wearing construction attire. <laughs>
0: yeah, but for the listeners who okay. can't see, right, he's just- wearing... Gray, video. Yeah, gray Carhartt uh, overalls with dusty baft knees. They're rolled up. The more I
1: rub, the worse it gets. <laughs> He's
0: wearing Nintendo socks. Dude, do you need a second? Do you want, like, go get a paper towel no, some no, water. I okay, can, you're just going to give I don't her.
1: need my eyes to do a podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. So speaking of the glass, another reason why we didn't include a lot of it in there too is because, like, I didn't want to, like... Publicly shame a specific company on our social media. I mean, they were nice people, but man, just yeah. you know, they were nice people, to detail. But like
1: at some point, I mean, after the first time that messed up, I mean, you were very calm and they even commented, like, oh, well, thank you for not flipping out at us. Thank you for not like yelling. I was like, why would I yell at you guys? It's yeah, like
0: yelling gets you nowhere. Yeah.
1: And there's no ever raising voices. But <laughs> when it takes you four attempts to install glass and that's your primary job, and then um, you
0: leave the job site with the worst cocking job I've like, ever right
1: and i guess like for, from my standpoint like as if i was a business well i, am, I mean i am a business owner but i i we we own this business yes and also like i'm a partner in radiology practice if a referrer somebody who somebody refers me patients calls me because a patient had a bad experience or they had a bad experience i drop everything and they are like, you basically make sure that doesn't never happens again, but also you, you, you loop back and tell them how you fix things to ensure that something like that will never happen again. Yeah. It's just like basic business ownership type things. It's like after they messed the glass measurements up for the first time, they should have made sure that everything was flawless from then on, because that's embarrassing. Yeah. But to have it happen a total of three times to make it like four attempts at an install. Like that is just insane to me.
0: You're working on your house that you spend a lot of time on and you care about and you hire a professional to do something that maybe you can't do and you really expect them to do a good job. Um, and you know, the unfortunate reality is like a lot of times feel like people are just not gonna, they either don't have the attention to detail or they just don't care about their work the way that you care about your house. Mm. Now that's, I'm not painting everyone with that brush cause there are a lot of tradespeople out there who really do pr- put pride in their work and do an, a, Fabulous job. It's unfortunate that in this case, it wasn't that. And I mean, you could tell that they were very embarrassed by the fourth time. Let's talk about what happened with it. We'll
1: we'll go in like, we'll, we'll make it quick. The Cliff Notes version is someone initially came in to measure the space. So they measured everything and then they custom ordered the tempered glass which has to be custom order because once the glass glass is cut, it does, it's then tempered. And then once it's tempered, you can't cut it again or it'll just shatter. So everything has to be, like, custom cut and all the te- – you know, everything has to be, like, nailed in. There's no change in the measurements after you template it.
0: So the guy comes to measure the glass. Mm-hmm. I get sent the mock-up. Uh, confirm this is a neo-angle shower, which means it's not a square. It, it has an angle. It's
1: like a 135, not a 90.
0: Yeah. And so the guys come, like, weeks later once the glass is here, and they – you know, we're in there for a little bit and I'm hearing like, you know, frustrations and they come out and they're like, so bad news. Um, This glass was cut and measured for a 90 degree shower. And this is a 135 degree angle shower. And I was like, how did that happen? It's like,
1: obviously. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, you know, at that point, they had everything built for 90 degrees. And with the Neo Angle shower, you had to have a shower header because that's basically like the structure of the glass. Uh, Normally with a square shower, you can kind of mount it to the wall or whatever, and then not have like a piece. You could have like a frameless glass, but with Neo Angle, you had to have this header piece because that's kind of what holds everything together. There are two options with the header flat or rounded.
1: Well, with that brand, yeah, whatever brand they were using, the profiles, the front side of the profile was square and the back side was rounded. Yeah. Or they could install it. The opposite way. The opposite way. And they I think they mostly install them rounded because it's just a more traditional look.
0: Right. But for us,
1: we specifically said install the square side out because we want it to have a more modern profile.
0: Yeah. I confirmed that three times. So the first time they came, it was built the correct way with the flat side facing out. But it was made for 90 degrees. So, okay. Sorry. We got to go back. We got to get this recut. So they come back two or three or four weeks later with the glass. They start installing it. I walk in. And notice that the header is wrong. And I say, um, that's not the right header. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is supposed to be flat side facing out, not round side facing out. Now they can't fix it on the site because It's it's cut in the shop. And then like the hardware is kind of, I guess, like welded on so that when you screw it together, it like fits tightly or something. So they couldn't, it's already cut and they just like couldn't get a longer piece and cut it. So... They had to go back to the shop, reorder the header with the flat side facing out. But what they decided to do was instead of measuring it and having it cut properly at the shop, they decided to bring it longer and cut it in our driveway. So we are now like left with on the third attempt, a very messy miter.
1: I was like, "Why are there metal shavings all over our driveway?" Yeah, <laughs> so I'm vacuuming my driveway up after somebody cut metal on my driveway.
0: Yeah, so this is attempt number three at this point.
1: Yeah, so um, they get the they get the shower header installed now. Yes, and then we think everything is going to be fine, but then you hear more grumblings.
0: Yeah, and so they come out and say, "Bad news: the glass was cu- the glass door was cut upside down." So <laughs> I was like, "So nobody checked." Like on the second time to make sure that the glass door when you when was, you knew
1: the guy who measured it the first time got the angle wrong you didn't double check his measurement on, on the, the door on the rest of the stuff yeah. the, especially the door it's like no so they okay.
0: apparently they wrote it the wrong way so like the way the door is angled on the top and bottom kind of like follows the curb and kind of fits tightly with like a sweep so that water doesn't leak out and there's a bit of a gap at, t- at the top so the angles were like off so that nothing was square it was like triangle on the top and the bottom gap. <laughs> So he comes out and he's like, bad news. This is wrong. We have to recut the door. And I was like, how long? Like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, f- now the, like- we're
1: like weeks past our deadline So for I a- the episode. Yeah. So
0: I asked <laughs> these guys, I'm like, how does this happen? And they were like, well, the guy who came and measured shouldn't have been measuring in the first place. And I'm like, why was somebody sent here to measure when they shouldn't have been measuring? And when you're- Because this person just cost you, like you, you basically just ate your entire profit by recutting this glass three times and they're oh, like yeah. yeah we know
1: they're losing money on the job oh, yeah and, and I customers like, <laughs> and customers
0: yeah i was like seriously by like what the fuck so they leave and i'm like you know i was like i thought that i remembered picking out tabs for the shower not a channel not a channel i'm like hmm so i go back and like look at the mock-up that i signed off on and sure enough there are tabs on the drawing so
1: they said that they installed the wrong hardware
0: completely the like, wrong they design a
1: channel instead of tabs, tabs.
0: On the sides and the bottom. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, they have already drilled into the tile, into the schluter, into the studs. There's no way to fix that. So, you know, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't happy that it wasn't the design that I picked out. Right. So I was like, you know what, at this point, like, get us the right door and, like, get out of my fucking house. Because, like, (laughs) I just want to be done with it. It's been weeks. So they finally come back. They install the door. It's correct. Meanwhile,
1: the (sighs) miter that they cut in our driveway is incorrect. Well, it's- It's it's, it's not cr- even
0: lined up. It's like off by correct, like a quarter inch.
1: But the miter is not, a, it's a sloppy miter.
0: It's not tight, It's There's like a not. Gap. It's
1: not tight, you can see light through it. It's like, I would have cut a better miter and I don't even do this.
0: Yeah, like, you also would have cocked better and you didn't even do this. Right, it and was that's, so that's, that's the problem
1: that I have, right? Yeah. And so at this point also, while simultaneously this is all going on, I'm getting so fed up with this that I just Googled who the owner of the business was and just like found their cell phone number on the internet. And just cold called them one time and to, to his credit, like he called me back on a weekend because I left a message for him.
0: They were all nice. Nobody was an asshole. No,
1: they just, and he was like, and he was like, yeah, this is terrible. And I was like, okay, and just FYI, here's what the mitre looks like. And he was like, basically, oh, well that hasn't been tightened up yet. Cause I have to screw it to tighten it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll take your word for it. And I was like, FYI, I'm pretty sure they cut it on site. I'm not sure if that's like not standard or not, but it's not a clean cut. And he was like, oh, I hope they didn't do that. We, I'm <laughs> watching them do it on the security camera right now. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, he was like, okay, well, that'll tighten up when they tighten the, the screws. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Anyway, it did not tighten up. It yeah. looks just as bad as it did before. But at this point, I'm also like, get the hell out of my house. Because I don't want to, I don't even, I'm, I'm afraid that if I have you guys come back to try and fix these things, it's, it's going gonna to end up worse. It's worse. And it's going to be more time. And this is our only bathroom now with a shower. Yeah. Because we've already ripped out our our primary bathroom.
0: Yeah. We spent four months showering with like partial installed glass that wasn't cocked, That was duct taped. Mm -hmm. So that water didn't get down in the crevice. (laughs) With a GoPro suction mount attached to the tile with a tension rod and like a frosted shower curtain.
1: FYI, if you guys need to like put up a curtain rod between a 90 degree wall.
0: GoPro suction mount. <laughs> you
1: use the GoPro suction mount and you can wedge, you can wedge the, the, yeah. <laughs> the rod next to it.
0: Well, anyway, it is what it is. It ended up, you know, not happy with the caulk, the cock job. It's just really lumpy and messy. And like half the matte finish is covered in gloss caulking. And the line is really uneven. It's just, it's not like, I think in the video you were like, I'm not a professional ta- cock person. So I'm going to tape this. Part of the
1: whole DIY you know, thing is knowing your limitations. I don't have nearly enough practice with caulking, so we taped it. Cue cock montage. This is why we taped. You know,
0: we did it, we taped it, and it looks so clean. All the caulking that you did is so clean, well, because you taped you, it. You tape it, it looks perfect. It was perfect, and right. you used a tool as well to like smooth it. Even yeah. like even the little soap holder on the wall in the shower you caulked and taped, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah. It's so clean.
1: But anyway. So, so lesson learned. Yeah, DIY
0: the, everything. The frustr-
1: <laughs> the frustrating thing is like that we've done glass before. Like we installed glass rails in our old house yeah. in Canada. Yeah. And it wasn't shower, like it wasn't shower glass using that hardware. But it was like
0: h- half inch temper glass or something, wasn't it? It was,
1: yes. Half inch temper glass. We made templates for it. We got it cut by a company and they just delivered it and dropped it off and we installed it. Yeah. But I think that now it's like, man, for the headache that was, I'm pretty sure I could have just installed that glass myself.
0: Yeah, probably. a better job. Yeah. I mean, like. Which is sad to say. You spend a lot of time because you end up templating everything and making sure everything works, which like the professionals don't need to do that. They should be able to just come in and measure.
1: It's going to take me four times as long, but if it takes you four attempts, then it actually takes me shorter.
0: Shorter time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what we'll do with our, our next one. We definitely, I mean, I read the reviews before we booked people and their reviews weren't stunning. And I didn't want to go with this company, but their price was half of what the other one was. And we were like, you know what? This is going to be really expensive for a custom shower. So let's go with this company because their prices are better.
1: Well, I felt like the, the original quote we got from the other people, it was like, they didn't even come out and measure it. They just kind of did it. They just like kind of said, here's what it's going to be. Yeah. And I feel like it was almost like they just highballed. That was our, and continues to be like the climate. It's hard to get people out. And so they're just, they've got more work than they can handle. So they just throw these ridiculous numbers out. Yeah and like I felt that that was like higher than what you would normally expect to pay just knowing kind of market values for these types of things
0: right I I'm yes but I also think that like a neo-angle shower is going to be more expensive because everything has to be mitered and there's like more hardware in, involved
1: sure but once you get into like custom cutting things yeah it's like you either custom customer you're not so once you make that custom jump you're going to pay out your You know, you're gonna pay your ass. Regardless of the angles, you're still gonna pay a lot for a custom cut piece of glass. But anyway, that's the full debacle. And you can see like how it'd be A, hard to compress that whole story into something that's digestible for the episode.
0: Yeah, it's just not possible. B,
1: we didn't bother getting like B-roll of it just because like- It was
0: incredibly frustrating and stressful because like not only are you like rolling out this thing, like I I might sound kind of silly, but like this is my job. You know what I mean? Like I scheduled these videos- Ahead of time, like I basically have my first and second quarters like all scheduled. So as soon as a video is pushed by like two months because of somebody else's fuck up, it really messes up our upload. Well, your your
1: whole content schedule was based on that being done with a buffer of four weeks. Yes, and like how do you explain it to somebody who doesn't? no YouTube. Right. Let alone that people make money on YouTube. How do you explain like you've just messed up my wife's content schedule? Like that doesn't mean anything to people, right? No,
0: it doesn't. And also it's like kind of stressful too, because it's like you're pointing out this series. that's supposed to be uploaded like as a succinct thing for people to watch. Yeah. And people are messaging you like, what happened to episode four? Where's episode four? And no matter how much you post on the community tab, on your know, Instagram you, Instagram, on Twitter, not everyone, of what's sees happened, it. not everyone sees it. So you're still getting DMs. Where's the chat? We were really invested <laughs> in this. So and many people
1: rem- messaging you like, where's the episode four? <laughs> yeah. And
0: I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. this is out of my hands. And so that kind of sucked because like, I prefer to have it all as like a succinct thing. D- done, get it done, out, we're, we're clued up and then we're moved on to the next project. So and you can't help but think out. too,
1: like you're trying to ride the momentum of the episodes being released in succession.
0: And this episode didn't perform as good as the other ones. And I think that could be, part I of honestly of think
1: it, it was the best episode of the four of them. Yeah. And it performed the least of yeah. all of them. Yeah. And it's hard to not blame this little mishap on that. Cause you, you lose the momentum, right? People For lose sure. interest. So yeah,
0: the th- the first three episodes of the series are probably the, the best performing videos we've had in a long time. And I, yeah, I can't help but think that if that fourth episode went up that following week, it would have performed equally as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a drag, especially because we were kind of forced to take a two week hiatus because, you know, I didn't have content because like that video was supposed to be up. So mm. not only did that like get messed up, but like the, everything down from that, especially with trips and stuff that were coming up that we were on that, you know, yeah, cause
1: people don't realize like we're we're thinking of projects 2 3 steps in advance. like yeah. we've got projects
0: we're planned out basically until December at this yeah, point. like
1: we've got projects on the burner on the burners now that are not going to see the light of day for like almost a year kind of thing. Yes. But like you also have to continue to maintain a present upload schedule. So it's actually yeah. hard to like keep putting up weekly videos that yes. aren't these like full-blown series when you're trying to work on these series that take like months and months and months.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the struggle actually. It's like you want to do these like big series or films and spend a lot of time on like a video project, but then like you have to maintain the upload schedule. So you want to spend two solid weeks working on a film or like a series or whatever. It takes a lot longer than two solid weeks, but you know, you can't because suddenly you have a Sunday upload. And so you have to you know, spend that week making a video and then Sunday comes and you upload it and you're like, okay, time to work on the film. And then you're like, oh wait, no, I got a video that got to go up next Sunday that I have to make, you know what I mean? And in a perfect world, you'd have it all kind of pre-done and scheduled, but like, it doesn't often work out like that. Mm. You know, all these things take time. And a lot of the videos that we work on, especially like the project videos take we're, an incredible amount. We're time.
1: living video to video to video. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like living paycheck to paycheck.
0: <laughs> I was ahead by three videos with the glass thing kind of shagged me up and kind of put, like, I couldn't move on to the next thing because I, I had to finish the Home Renovation Series and its DVD extras. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to get all the yeah. DVD extras out before you can move on to the next yeah. thing.
0: I did end up actually having to because yeah. it was an extra, that last fuck up. Anyway, okay, let's move on from the fucking glass because that yeah. was a shit show. <laughs> this whole episode was a shit show. Literally, it was a, a bathroom episode. It was, yeah. There's a lot of toilet humor, a lot of mouse poops left over from our mouse poop problem. Yep. Um, Which we
1: found the hole, by the way. We
0: did. It was was, massive. It was gaping. Gape. It was a gaping hole. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was like probably that big.
0: Yeah. It was like big enough that like something big, like a squirrel could have gotten in.
1: (laughs) Imagine if we had a squirrel in our house. I was
0: actually half worried about that once. Like I was like, what does that smell? Imagine if we had a woodchuck in our house. Can you imagine if a woodchuck came and like went up in the attic and like fucking wrecked shit or died up there and like started disintegrating and you had to bag a giant I'd rather it
1: die than wreck shit. Fuck, same. Mm.
0: Um, let's start with, um, first of all the budget. Okay. I actually calculated, um, what we spent on this bathroom, not including our labor time, obviously. And I'm sure there's probably a couple of things missing. I'm going to, I'm going to round it up a couple of hundred dollars. It could be a little bit more than this, but, uh, basically we spent $10,500 on this bathroom. $10,500
1: on a full bathroom renovation, ripping it back to the studs. That's actually- With custom glass. With custom glass. That's actually pretty good.
0: It's very good.
1: Knowing how much things cost.
0: Bathrooms and kitchens are the most expensive thing to renovate.
1: Exactly. Looking at like the getting something fully custom. You you basically, because when you look at furnishings, like you can get top tier furnishings. That's that that I think is a pretty good price considering what we got. Yes. Now, if you were going to hire somebody to do it, you'd probably at least double- or triple. Or triple that cost.
0: Yeah. We did do, we did make a couple of decisions, I think, on this bathroom that helped us save some money. Um, uh, excuse me?
1: You discussed. me. <laughs>
0: for that come to mind right away uh, the first one being is that we didn't change the plumbing of the bathroom everything stayed where it was moving plumbing toilet strains you know fixtures is incredibly expensive because you had to bring in a plumber but like the black line like the toilet line is I mean you
1: wouldn't have to bring in a plumber you could if you were, do- if you're comfortable doing it yourself right but like yeah, I, I'm not know. like a am not like a I'm not like a great plumber put it that way yeah we can do basic things like retrofits and things but Bigger projects, I would hire a plumber. Yeah, and also, but if you move plumbing or add plumbing or take away plumbing, you have to pull a permit. Yes, so that adds another it's expense not, and time. I mean, it's like what, like a hundred bucks maybe to get the permit.
0: Yeah, but it's also time because then you have to do it. And they have to get, have inspections. get inspections. Exactly. You can't, yeah. And then if something's wrong, then you have to fix it. So it, it can add- <laughs> Whereas
1: if something's wrong now, nobody knows. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't move any plumbing. We just kind of used what was there and then kind of updated some of the things, but um so that was one way we saved money by not changing the layout. Uh the second way we cha- the second way we saved money was by DIYing everything yep. ourselves so not only hiring at the glass Um, The third way we save money was by choosing an affordable wall tile. So if you guys watched the episode originally, I had picked out this two by eight matte white wall tile that I was really bent. I really like that ratio. It's very difficult to find in a big box store, but it was $30 a square foot. That's insane. Which is insane.
1: You know how much per square foot the other tile was?
0: I know they were $0.15 cents each.
1: $1.20 a square foot.
0: Okay, so we kind of switched gears, and instead of going with a 2 by 8 matte tile, we decided to go with a 3 by 6 gloss white subway tile from Home Depot. And yeah, they were like a dollar something. They were the
1: cheapest tiles that Home Depot sold, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. And so I felt like we could still maintain the look that we were looking for with these tiles by installing them vertically stacked instead of like a, a normal subway tile pattern. So it's a bit more of a, you know, trendy kind of modern tile installation pattern. And we were able to go the whole wall to floor, basically floor to ceiling, wall to wall with it because it was so and cheap. And it was it was
1: still cheaper Yes. than if you just tiled the shower area. Yes. And it looks way better than, in my opinion, having the full walls tiled.
0: I agree. And while I think the matte would have looked really good, the gloss is actually kind of a fun texture change because the walls are matte and we have a lot of natural light in there. The gloss tiles kind of reflect the light around the room a little bit and just kind of offer a little bit of a different, you know, texture change, especially because the floors are also matte. The last way we saved a few bucks, which will, this is kind of a segue into this fucking shit show is we decided to go for an Ikea vanity and hack it with our own wood doors. Um, hmm. Ikea used to carry oak front doors, like laminate doors. They have since, like, discontinued. I think they change their designs all the time. So we ended up buying a vanity with gloss white doors. But we didn't want to keep the gloss white because we had white walls and we had white tiles and it was just, like, way too much white.
1: Yeah, there's no contrast.
0: Yeah. So we decided to hack the vanity with with wood Um, why don't you tell us how that went down?
1: Well, first of all, Ikea uses proprietary attachment fasteners, basically, to attach the drawers to the drawer fronts. And so it's, it's impossible for me anyway, with my tools to replicate that. So we basically just tried to use pocket screws just as a way to fasten the doors, but it didn't work out that well. There was It was, long story short, it was very hard to adjust, micro adjust where the doors were once they were <laughs> installed. We're
0: going to make a whole video. There's going to be a full like yeah. behind the scenes of that.
1: Bottom line was fabricating those doors and trying to retrofit them to a flimsy old IKEA cabinet. It would have been easier and probably, uh, and it would have been a better product in the end if we just had built a single custom cabinet, which wouldn't have actually been that hard. Yeah. I think what we were saying, the the takeaway for that video was more or less like if you have the knowledge and skill to fabricate wooden doors and then attach them. And then
0: modify the cabinet to fit the drain hole, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Then you can build.
1: Then you can, you have the skills to build a cabinet scratch and <laughs> it's going to be a much better outcome
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i do like though like the integrated like countertop sink which we could have gotten that look with like a corian product yeah uh, with like an undermounted sink but you th- could have it's... even
1: bought the sink separately though from ikea couldn't you
0: um i don't know if or does the do sink that.
1: only come with the i base. think the
0: sink only comes with the base oh. i'd have to check it out i this brings me to a question this question is from west childers they say i'll be listening in hope to hear you how ha- but hope to hear about how you plumb that IKEA vanity with a non IKEA drain. I'm about to install the same cabinet and faucet times 2 in our primary bath. Plumbing.
1: So, I, mean, I don't remember like okay, I, well, I remember I remember having problems, but I don't remember exactly. There
0: were a lot. Okay. Let's <laughs> start you, from the remind us? Yeah, let's start from the top down. So first of all, you can't get matte black like ikea doesn't sell matte black hardware to go inside the sink they only come with chrome so
1: but don't doesn't ikea sell matte black faucets and things
0: yeah but they're matte black they sell one and their matte black faucet comes with like a gloss black drain cover oh so let's work from the overflow down the the sink came with an overflow that was silver Mm -hmm. it's impossible to find something that fits that
1: yeah so all yeah i remember for that so that i just basically sanded it primed it with spray paint and then sprayed it with plastic spray paint.
0: Yeah, you went through all the steps of like letting it cure the proper time and sanding it and yes. priming it and I put
1: on numerous coats, thin coats, and but yeah, did everything by the book, sanding, priming, painting, and then like light sanding between each coat just to ensure proper adhesion and everything. And it's been what, over a year now and it's been fine. But the overflow cover doesn't see much traffic from yeah. water. Yeah. So. And I
0: I when I clean it, like definitely have Put, you know bleach over i'm not using a scouring pad i'm using a microfiber towel like- oh, you know
1: what i think i did too i think i took matte clear coat oh did you and and i, did, put it, over I did a couple top coats of that as well to protect the paint
0: Ooh, good call yeah yeah it looks like the same as when you sprayed it for the first time yeah okay moving down into the drain hole um so with the IKEA plumbing that comes underneath it's like not compatible with a normal drain. Like when you buy a Delta faucet for example, it comes with a drain like a pop-up drain for like a normal drain. But with the IKEA ones are like proprietary drain setup. It's like flat on the top and then like kind of scoops down in the back. So there's not enough vertical space for you to put that pop-in drain in. So you basically buy the faucet and throw away the drain because it doesn't fit with the IKEA thing. So once again, Ikea doesn't sell a drain cover that's black. So we installed the silver part that like fit basically allows the drain and the sink to attach without water getting down in there. But
1: I'm sure the, there's names for all these things. I but don't know like, what they are. We don't know what they are.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we found a matte black. Terrible plumbers. Yeah, we found a matte black screw in like, drain cover to go basically to cover that whole silver part so it gives the illusion that there's a black drain in there but we actually can't plug that sink now because we made that modification we got rid of like the ikea's like twist down closing i didn't
1: realize that though yeah but who plugs sinks
0: i know i don't think i've ever plugged a sink the only time i've ever plugged a sink is when there's too much hair in the drain and i was like fuck my sink's plugged because my hair is down there
1: wait so your hair plugged it yes you didn't plug it though on purpose no
0: no so no, the only time I plugged it on purpose was when my hair clogged the sink and I started jamming the thing oh, like this, yeah, trying to get rid of, trying rid of it.
1: Trying to get rid of the hair? Trying oh, yeah. to get rid of the- The, 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 the hair
0: proboscis. The hair
1: bezwar. Bezwar.
0: yeah. bezor. bezwar,
1: the hair bezwar. <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyway, so right now, yeah. with The, the way trick the, of bezoir. The way the sink is set up, we our two options were basically have the matte black faucet with the silver drain hole and be able to close the sink or have this matte black cover that covers the drain hole that doesn't close the sink.
1: Yeah, but again- Nobody's closing the sink. No. All right.
0: Okay. Second, third. Uh, with the I. Okay. Here's the thing that I don't understand about these vanities. I don't understand how they're made for people. <laughs> this episode, like, the episode itself was it's so
1: like positive and whoa, we'll have a go lucky? And this yes. one is like all the the real the quirks, life quirks, comp- the real life shit. the complaining.
0: <laughs> I think people need to know about this before they buy an IKEA vanity because yeah. it's like, ooh, this is like three hundred dollars and it looks amazing. I can install this probably myself, but you literally need a plumber or you need to completely modify all of the plumbing. And even then you still have to cut a hole in the bottom drawer of the vanity for the plumbing to fit. So I just, I don't understand what the deal is with the Ikea thing. Well, because-
1: They make this low profile P-trap, isn't it? Yes. And it's it, like it, it, plums itself so the 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 drain goes straight back and then drops
0: and the purpose of that is so that they can have full depth drawers for the most part right right? instead of having like a u-shape cut in the center but
1: i'm sorry my drain pipe was coming out we cut it almost almost flush with the wall so that we could have the lowest profile p-trap and the p-trap's like basically against the wall
0: and it still wasn't against the wall enough to accommodate for the drawer
1: to comment for the drawer. We still had to cut a notch in the, in the bottom drawer. And it
0: wasn't even a small notch. Like we had to cut a big notch.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how.
0: I remember the first time we did one of these was when our we renovated our bathroom in our first house and my Uncle Jeff installed it and he was like swearing at it. But I remember the drawers being shallower because he never had to cut a hole. They were shallower. They used to be skinnier. Right. And they redesigned them.
1: Yeah. So. Poorly. Poorly. Or maybe we're just idiots.
0: They're easier to, to put together than they used to be. That's for sure. Because I had to build a cabinet, but he had to install it and he was cursing this weren't. Yeah, anyway, so was cursing
1: and swearing? No, my uncle. Oh,
0: okay. So anyway, that's kind of the story on the vanity. We're gonna have a full behind the scenes video. It's also a shit show. This whole project was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Quirks. Quirks, yes, exactly. Um, I wanna talk about a couple of choices that we made in the bathroom that are were great mm-hmm. and some that might be a regret.
1: Regrets, regrets. No, no regrets, no regrets.
0: Oh, there are a few. Uh, first, let's talk about the toilet.
1: I don't know where we even got the toilet from. It was from a big box. It's from store. Home Depot. Okay, And yeah. it wasn't like it was. I don't think it was like too too. Ex- it was like more expensive than a basic toilet, but it wasn't like one of those million dollar toilets. $17,000 like, toilet? Yeah, it wasn't like a $17,000 $17, Neo rest from Toto. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> that has LED mood lights on it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's like a self-cleaning bowl. Yeah, it's
1: like toilet goals. <laughs> yeah, really. But the, the toilet itself has a more flat profile on the sides. Like it doesn't have those like, it doesn't like outline the- Hoop tubes. The, the the poop, poop tubes. tubes is that what they're called the poop tubes yeah official not, name that's how they're called.
0: <laughs> but you know when you look at the side of a toilet and it's like the snaky poop drain like you can almost picture a log like going right down when you flush. It's
1: like a real vascular object. Yeah, it's fucking
0: sick. They are the worst <laughs> to clean. Like if anyone's ever cleaned a toilet, they know that dust accumulates in those little crevices. Crevices. Incredibly difficult to clean. Mm. So our like main thing when we were purchasing a toilet for this bathroom was like. It must have sides that are flat, like straight yep. down with the hardware covered so that you could basically start from the top with like a bleach cloth and just go beep to the floor.
1: And then the, the quick release mechanism on the toilet lid itself is yes. actually one of the best I've seen. And maybe this is just standard now because I haven't bought toilets in over a decade. Yeah. But yeah, this this just like, there's like two big buttons. You just push them.
0: There's not. There's actually one button in the center, small button that you press in and In the center? Psh, pops. Yep.
1: One on each thing or just? Just in the center. In the center of the toilet itself.
0: The center of the toilet seat, honey. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> okay. Shows you how much I clean the toilets.
0: I clean the toilets. It's in the center of the toilet seat. It, But there are two clips, right? Yeah, it's
1: the so clips. you press
0: the button and then the clips, like you oh, pop oh, it out good. of the okay. clip, right? All right. Yeah. So you can basically like fully bleach the toilet. No. And every crevice gets mm-hmm. touched with bleach.
1: Touch every crevice.
0: Yeah. Great toilet. Also... This is like, wait, TMI. Although I talked about bog trots like a hundred times in the episode. Mm-hmm. By the way, if anyone was curious, bog trots is a term that we use for diarrhea. So if you have like it's the shits, It's like trots, a total
1: inside joke that like.
0: It's like a fan. Yeah. It
1: doesn't even make sense unless so, you know the story. Somebody
0: DM me today and they're like, oh my God, we started using the word bog trots now. <laughs> I was like, sweet.
1: Your, your mother would be impressed.
0: She would be. It all came from her. But I'll spare you with that story because she'll be embarrassed. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't even think, is trots a common thing?
0: in our family
1: trots like, that might shits, be that'd be more thing. like a, a newfoundland thing okay anyway let us
0: know in the comments if you've ever heard of the trots like called the like the hershey squirts called the trots bog trots i mean tell me would you rather say i got the hershey squirts or just say i got the bog trots way better
1: it doesn't even matter because i've been kicked out of a carpool for saying diarrhea anyway <laughs> which is the proper the proper term <laughs>
0: This is a scientific
1: term. I know. So yeah, that's another tangent. I was probably how old? I don't know. I, I, know, I was probably it. like eight or ten years old, and like <laughs> the prime age when like you're doing those rhymes, like when you're climbing up the ladder. I mean, and we're, still we're still doing dr- that. We're
0: still singing that in the bathroom. Touché. Diarrhea.
1: Touche. Diarrhea. Anyway, so like this this one prude mom called my mother. She says, "I need to talk to you about what Christopher's saying in the carpool." Mom's like, "Oh mom God, here, like, here Jesus it's happened. Christ. He's that kid who brings all the swear words to the kids." And she's he like, said, Fuck. And it's like, "What did he say?" She's like, oh, "I, I don't, I can't repeat it." Mom's like, "Oh God, like he really said something bad." She was like, "Well, could you at least give me some idea somehow?" She's like, "It's the D." And mom's like going through her and D word, Dick? D word, D word. She's like, Diddle? I'm sorry. I, I, I still don't know what you're talking about. She's like, he said, diarrhea. <laughs> and my mom was just like, at that point, like was trying to hold in laughter. Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry, but that's a natural bodily function. <laughs> And she's she, like, Christopher will not be attending the carpool anymore. Thank you very much.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Your mom pulled you out of the carpool so fast. I know.
1: She was like, these people are out to fucking lunch. Wow.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. That's probably one of my favorite stories from your childhood, by the way.
1: Anyway, so. Yeah.
0: Bog di- trots.
1: In, in conclusion, diarrhea Equals. is a normal word.
0: And you can also refer to diarrhea by calling it the bog trots. <laughs>
1: Whatever you want. You have
0: my permission to you, use
1: it. You've got Becky's permission.
0: But what I was going to say was TMI. That was
1: a big tangent on diarrhea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're probably like, what are you TMIing? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed the flushing power of this toilet? Like we should be sponsored by this toilet because honestly-
1: <laughs> I don't even know what brand it is.
0: Swiss Madison. Wait, it's wh- linked on our blog.
1: Swiss Madison?
0: Madison. Oh, Ma- Oh, Madison. Okay. Swiss, Swiss Madison. I've
1: never you know. even heard of that brand.
0: That I have not seen that. To- have you clogged that toilet yet? No, I don't think so. I have thrown some- Paper towel, not paper towel. I've thrown some stuff. What have you thrown
1: down there? Tell me about. Describe. No, don't describe it. I'm just. I'm
0: not going to describe it. I've accidentally thrown too much toilet paper down there and
1: Mm -hmm. sucks it right up. Right up. Wow.
0: You can almost picture it going down the poop tubes, but you can't see them because we got a flat sided toilet.
1: (laughs) The poop tubes. Oh my
0: god. (laughs) Oh my, I'm so sorry for everybody. Listen.
1: Should we put like an explicit rated, warning at the beginning?
0: Yeah, warning. This episode is rated R for multiple discussions. Listen, of honey. trouts.
1: Diarrhea is a normal bodily function, and you will not be attending the carpool anymore.
0: Can I tell you a story about diarrhea?
1: Sure. It sounds really. like it sounds like regardless if I say yes or no, you're going to tell me anyway.
0: We were up in Canada, and we crossed the border yesterday, and so we gave the border patrol person our passports, and he opens the passport, and he goes. <laughs> excuse me, sir, what is this powdery substance? He was like,
1: what is this white powdery substance in your passport? And I'm like, I don't know. What is that white powdery substance? And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> we're going to get detained here for 12 hours because he thinks this is insert any of the illicit substances that are white powders. So I
0: was like, uh, sir, I think that might actually be a loose dramamine or potentially Tums. And I looked at the bottom of my, and I was like, tell me you have gut problems with that. Tell me you have gut problems. And I looked at the bottom of my purse. And it was just like covered in like crushed up Tums, like the thing exploded. And you
1: probably shouldn't put, I'm not your going to do that in again your t- in your Tums container. Anyway, I
0: think he thought that was funny but because I answered him right away and he just was like, whatever, fine, you're good.
1: He's probably waiting for us to like watching our body language. to oh, see. Oh, for like-
0: sure. I was like, well, that's because this happened to me before. I've had a loose drama mean or something and that gets crushed up and gets like stuck up in the camera.
1: And whenever buttons. I get into stressful situations, like yeah, you my- start
0: farting, your butts n- get sweaty.
1: That too. But my, my, <laughs> my, my, my gut reaction is to like diffuse the tension by making a joke.
0: Oh, yeah. So I and almost. an inappropriate one.
1: I was almost be like, oh, that's just fentanyl. I was about to say that. But I was Never. like. I probably shouldn't say it to the border for That was. It.
0: Yeah. I just swooped in. I was like, I think that's probably like Dramamine or Graval or something. And I was like, no, actually, I think it. I think it's Tom's. I was like, yeah, it's Tom's. And he was like, okay. Here we go. But I bet if we had reacted any other way, we would have gotten detained for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I just got made a joke. Drug
1: dogs out. Yeah,
0: I literally said, "Tell me I've got problems with that." Tell me I've got problems. I li- literally had ammonium. I had gravel. I had tums. Pepto Bismol. I mean, it was all crushed ameprazole. up. All crushed, all up, crushed in, up. in, in just one concoction. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> You're just sniff- snorting lines off your passport I, of all of your oh, GI you meds. Imagine? Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, I don't snort medication. I take it like um, according to the bottle directions. Of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. I want to talk about maybe a little regret. I have a a little regret. Tell me
1: your regrets.
0: Okay. Well, one of my regrets, not because of the way it looks, but because of how difficult it is to clean, I regret putting white grout on the floor.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: We should have, instead of matching the white part of the tile, we should have matched the light gray part of the tile. And I think that would have hid dirt a little bit better because what's happening right now, if you watch the episode, we put... This single-component Fusion Pro grout on the walls is sanded grout. It was terrible to work with. It's fine. It doesn't stain. It looks okay.
1: I just say the maintenance on it is superb. Superb. Installing it is a pain.
0: Yeah. It does not stain in the shower. Cleaning it is a breeze. Like, we've had it for a year, and you can notice, like, the discoloration in the floor tile already. This wall tile grout looks brand new.
1: Granted, you're comparing apples to oranges because floor grout is going to get shithulled way faster than wall tiles will. It
0: is, but
1: a vertical you also surface. don't clean a bathroom yeah so but you a would vertical never know- surface versus a horizontal surface that you're walking on
0: have you ever taken note of the base of the shower walls in our previous bathroom oh, yeah, it was pink yeah yeah and quickly it would get like that or like orange from like mm-hmm. either like the pink mold or like the i guess iron or whatever in the water so i haven't noticed any of that on the shower walls since so which is good but the floor tile definitely because we've been renovating our primary bathroom, so we've been kind of like dragging construction stuff from the back of the house towards the front of the house. And then of course, like that kind of spills into the bathroom. Sorry. Um, and so that white grout is definitely getting dirty and even with like scrubbing it with bleach is just not it's getting stained, right? So I yeah, definitely if you're gonna go with a cement based grout on your floor, maybe a don't cementitious do white. grout. Cementitious regret. So we should have went with gray. That's my one regret for the bathroom. Let's uh, get into a couple of questions here. Snowman 22 says, praise the YouTube gods, bathroom reno cometh, cometh. Thank you. Dyslexic. Cometh. Bathroom reno cometh. Hark. The herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on Earth. Okay. I'd love to hear how your experience with the Curdy products was and how hard was installing the linear drain. As always, love the videos and the bathroom looks great. Thank you. Let's talk about the Curdy.
1: Okay. So Curdy I was partial to because I think it's is it Canadian?
0: I'm not sure. Or
1: or maybe it's I feel maybe it's German actually. It's not American.
0: So Curdy is a product made by a company called Schluter.
1: Right. Yeah, and they make they basically just make these orange foam panels and all their stuff. It's just a big, a big waterproofing system. I was the most familiar with it because it's used very frequently in Canada. That was just what I knew. I'd never actually used it from start to finish myself. Mm-hmm. I had seen your uncle use it. So I just kind of defaulted to Curdy uh, or to Schluter, I should say. And it kind of sealed the deal when I went to their website. They literally had a Curdy manual. It's like a 100-page PDF that has every single product they sell and an installation and like specs and how to use it everything you need so i was like okay you know what they made this one-stop shop they made this very easy for somebody who's never done this before and then on their website or on their youtube channel they had like installation and not only their youtube channel but there were installation examples um on other like i mean there's like there's youtube niches for everything including tile youtube
0: yeah so One like, of our favorite resources for tile YouTube is Tile Coach.
1: Oh yeah, Tile Coach. Like he basically uh, uses all the products, including yeah. Schluter included. Um, but he he's like on a next level where he like mix and match stuff. He'll use like Red Guard and like Ardex nine plus two or whatever. And like you, but I was like that's a little bit too complex for me.
0: But he watching him allowed you to know how to fix your mismeasurement on the floor drain because he uses both dry pack mortar and Schluter systems.
1: Correct. So So. you get into a situation where yes, we mis-measured and they had a a chunk of a missing shower pan. And just from watching his videos for like, you know, months beforehand and kind of understanding how these tile, how these bathrooms all get put together, the kind of general philosophy and principles of waterproofing a space, you kind of quickly learn, oh, okay, I know these rules and now I'm gonna extrapolate forward. And then like for him, like he makes, he makes shower pans out of just dry pack mortar. Yeah. Like that's the traditional way of making a shower pan is using dry pack mortar. That's
0: how our primary bathroom shower pan was made. Correct,
1: yeah, exactly. So for that, it was like, oh, well, I mean, it's not a big deal. I'll just pack some dry pack mortar and I'll, that'll be fine. Yeah. So that, I guess, but going back to the original, original question, how easy was the Schluter pro to use? It was easy because the manual and also there was a lot of information on, on YouTube. Uh, I think I took an afternoon and just like literally read the handbook from start to finish just to kind of like before I got into it just yeah. so i kind of knew it laid a framework and kind of like oh this is how these things work okay you want to have a two inch overlap anytime you have a seam okay you if you have a seam you can use the thin set mortar uh and a curdy band to like band over it okay you want to do all the corners okay this is how it all works so it's pretty straightforward from that standpoint if you've done home renovation stuff before yeah um but it made for uh it made it pretty easy, I guess, for people like us who have done a lot of renovations, but we've never done a bathroom before.
0: Yeah. What I th- thought was cool about the Schluter products is like, it's not just like, yeah, you can buy piece by piece, but you can buy kits too. And they have like everything. You don't have to mix and match from different yeah. places. Like even their fasteners are made and you can buy them in a box and they're like the appropriate amount mm-hmm. and like the curdy band and you can get the curdy corners and they have every type of corner yeah. inside, outside, like 100, 135, 135 yeah. So yeah. And then
1: I found a video on the, how to make some weird angles that they don't have standard. Yeah. And I just followed those. I don't know if they were official videos or if it was just some random person on the internet, but yeah, I just used those as like a, a, a tutorial, basically. Right. Downside, though, I will say is that it's very expensive. Yes. You're spending top dollar on it. Yeah. You can, if you're, like, it, my, the generally speaking, like, if you're willing to put in the, the sweat equity and do it the old school ways um like make a and you know make like a mortar bed and then use the waterproofing um roll-on products uh that tile coach say would use um you'll probably be able to do it for a lot cheaper like comparing like one half inch four by eight sheet of curdy board um that we use in the shower say like that's like 120 dollars compared to like compared to like drywall that you would a, pair, a pair, piece of green drywall is like twenty dollars, or like
0: cement board <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, or know, like yeah, you know,
1: like hardy board would be a lot cheaper. Yeah. So you're, yeah, the, the the you're you're gonna pay for it, but man, it is easy to install. Uh, a, just a single sheet of like half inch foam board. It's just like you could just it's carry so it so light, very easily. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Same with the the shower pan, like yeah, you could go and, you know, put your drain in and have to set your slope with your dry pack mortar. There's definitely a lot of finesse to that. And oh, if you definitely. mess it up and you don't have the proper drainage and suddenly you got water <laughs> pooling in the corner of your shower, then your shower's not the right? Yeah. So, you know, you go to Schluter and you buy this foam shower pan and yeah, it's more expensive, but you don't have to mess around with any of that because the slope is built into the foam already.
1: Right. Like it, I, for somebody who does this work, like again, going back to tile coach, like he he's does a professional. He's like, a professional. He does so many showers in a year. Yeah. That he could he do can do
0: like is in somebody's budget.
1: Yeah. And he can, he can He's perfected all these techniques to the point where he's not only like able to do them with 100% reliability, but he's also efficient at them. For yeah. me, this is a one-off thing for a homeowner. It's like, I'm going to stick with a system that I know as long as I follow the steps by the manual, it's a tried and true product. Yeah. And I know it's going to work. Right. I don't want to have to troubleshoot things not working if this is the first time doing it, because that's when you get into like costly mistakes.
0: Absolutely. So for us, it was definitely worth it. Uh, we're going to be using it in our primary bathroom and we will probably continue to lose, use the Schluter products for the rest of the bathrooms that we do just because we like it. so much. Hit
1: us up, Schluter.
0: Somebody was asking uh, why we didn't put heated floor in this bathroom.
1: Um... Everything comes down to cost versus benefit. Yeah. And not just cost, like money cost, because that's one factor. But cost is also like the added complexity that we're going to have to do. I would have had to put in another circuit on an already packed panel. Um,
0: And also it's like a bathroom that. And it's a
1: bathroom that's not being used.
0: Right. We're using it now, but it's like on a second floor. There's a heat register in there, like in the floor. It's actually not cold. We're going to put, you know, Detra heat in our primary bathroom, which is like another part of the Schluter lineup. Um, which we'll get to talk about that and experience what that's like. And then we'll probably put a heated floor in the basement bathroom just because tile floor in a basement is going to be cold anyway.
1: I remember seeing them in the in the Schluter manual. It was like, if you're installing over the subfloor, if you're installing over this substrate, if you're installing over a concrete slab, like they had like scenarios for Everything. all of it. It's like, okay, this makes it very easy.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that linear drain. How hard was that to install?
1: Uh, the linear drain was actually not that bad to install.
0: Because it had all of the information.
1: Correct. Yeah. I I kind of, I watched a couple of videos and I knew how to do it because of the official videos, but it seemed like, it seemed like to me from somebody who's never installed any drains period, installing the leaner drain seemed easier to me than installing a circular drain. If you're making like a conventional dry pack mortar bed, you have to like set your drain height first and then you put the mortar in around it. And then you have to make sure it all slopes in. So you have to kind of make like a little bit more pre-planning it by it seems. Yeah. Again, from somebody who's never done that before. With a shower pan, I guess, everything kind of just fits together nicely. Yeah. So it comes with a little little foam spacer bracket, and you just basically thin set that in. And then uh, the drain itself unfolds with curdy membrane, and it just basically waterproofs into your to your shower pan that you set. So it wasn't actually that bad.
0: I had a couple of people who have come and been like, oh my God, where did you forget the drain? Where's the drain? Did you forget the drain? <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, no, I knew we
1: forgot something. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's a nice seamless look for sure, and it doesn't like break the, the pattern because we did choose that kind of crazy pattern on the floor, which is kind of a fun choice. Yeah. And we wanted to bring that right into the shower, so that linear drain at the back like doesn't break that line at yeah, all.
1: The cubert floor.
0: The cubert floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, taking it out and make sure when you're sh- you know cleaning the bottom of your shower, you know you're scrubbing that out, making sure it's clean because the gunk does you know it's more maintenance than
1: a, than a standard drain.
0: One hundred percent. It looks so good. It looks so good. And you know what? Like if you're cleaning your bathroom anyways, just takes a couple of extra minutes to.
1: But I don't think everybody. Does does that well I did, i've seen some scuzzy looking linear drains on youtube uh, yeah like they go in like to someone's house to like redo something or like renovate something and they look at the and i'm looking at the drain I'm like oh my god it's even, just covered
0: in like brown even gunk. on video
1: this is like disgusting no one's cleaning this probably since it was installed
0: yeah i mean go follow go clean co on instagram and learn how to clean your house properly
1: <laughs> that's a good resource
0: yeah somebody asked me today they were like oh you know bl- the matte black's great until it gets scale spots all over it like you have, you have to clean your shower, <laughs> you know, you have to clean those things. You know, it, it takes time and effort. You know, you're supposed to actually apparently clean your bathroom every second week. I don't do that probably once a month, but you know, you got to keep on top of maintenance, you know, especially if you have hard water. Cause like those spots are, will leave marks. You know, mm-hmm. we squeegee our shower every single day when we get out of the shower. Um, I clean the matte black fixtures with Windex and a microfiber cloth and that takes most of the stuff out, but you know, there's all sorts of ways to get rid of like lime scale buildup and you know calcium and iron and stuff. So go clean coat, go check them out on Instagram. Okay, a couple more bar, comments.
1: Barkeeper's friend.
0: Barkeeper's friend, game changer. If you are tiling um, and you you know grout and use the grout haze remover, and then you come back like weeks later and you realize, oh my god,
1: there's still grout there's haze, still like grout a haze, grout like a, haze. a
0: little bit um, in. From what I've tested, I would definitely read the instructions depending on what kind of towel you have. But uh, Barkeepers took it off.
1: Barkeepers takes anything off, Tastes and it's septic safe.
0: A, yes, it takes makeup it stains off of corian.
1: It's a it's a miracle product. It
0: is. It's, what is
1: it? I is it just an abrasive?
0: I think it's like an abrasive. I use it to like clean the like tub Ajax? and stuff. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, uh, that's a hack from Go Clean Co. Is it really? Yeah, I clean my tub with uh with that stuff. Takes soap scum right off. It's amazing. Wow. Um, okay. Next question is from Beach Bumbo. Uh, they say that uh, that is the most beautiful bathroom Reno I've ever seen. Thank, Thank you. you very Thank much. Thank
1: you Beach Bumbo. Uh,
0: you guys are obviously multi-talented. Bravo. It's gorgeous, but come on. Are one of your parents a contractor? How the hell do you know how to do all this? Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your comment, Bo. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not really sure.
1: Uh, I started cutting Drywall with a circular saw, so I started from the very bottom. Yeah, my parents did not do. We're not handy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dad like could like nail some pieces of wood together. My grandfather, interestingly enough, was a carpenter. Yeah, but he died like when I was a little kid. So I mean, there was no passing on of knowledge in any way. Yeah, I mean, I took shop class in like middle school, so like I kind of knew how to use basic power tools. But like I said, I wasn't. I had no know knowledge on any of that. Your side of the family, though, you've got some people in your family who were at least able to get us started that were good resources.
0: Definitely. I mean, my dad has, you know, designed and been the general contractor on all of the homes that he's built.
1: Now he's a pharmacist by trade, but he, he would basically manage all the job sites for your builds.
0: Yeah, he very passionate about architecture and building and stuff. Does a lot of home renovations himself. Can install floor and drywall and paint. You
1: know, I love talking shop with him.
0: Yeah, he knows. He knows like little hacks for everything. Yeah, it's like if we're like, hmm, how do we deal with this? Like, text dad and he'll know. Yeah, like dad. But
1: he's also like helps. He he also is like a good sounding board yeah. for like when I'm pissed off because like when it's just you like doing something, and you're like you sometimes don't know where to like what's reasonable and what's not as far as like being a perfectionist. Yeah, and like I'm like oh like he's like oh this is a fantastic job you guys did on this and I'm like yeah except for that little spot there I'm like oh, it just gets me every time he's like. Yeah, Chris, I, I understand because I've been there before. But you you got to realize that that's like a level of perfection that is not necessary. Like you're gonna get a ding like that just using whatever you're building, you yeah. Know? Or like say like outdoor project, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So he's a he's a good sounding board because like, it makes me feel good. Like okay, good. That's. I shouldn't worry about little things like this.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he's really great, amazing resource. So that for sure, my uncle Jeff, you know, does renovations. He does fine woodworking, and so he was a massive. Asset. is he a the
1: radiation therapist or RT for? Yeah, and
0: then he left and started a Pine Green Woodworking with his company, and he, you know renovated and built a number of houses and cabinetry is kind of, and wine cellars was kind of his specialty, but you know, he does everything. So he was the one who kind of helped us with our previous kitchen and our last bathroom. Like he was the one who did all the waterproofing and tiling in our last house in our bathroom. Um,
1: which I was like, Oh, I should have paid attention to what he was doing. I think I was away on a rotation when he was doing it. I
0: think so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, so, and my Uncle Barry also find like woodworking, construction stuff, build stuff, Um, you know, painter. And my grandfather was also a professional painter. So, I mean, like I've been around all of that stuff. And, and on top of that, just obsessed with HGTV, Brian Baumler and Mike Holmes and like all these people since I was like a young teenager. So kind of just always around it. Not that watching TV like teaches you anything, but you know, you pick up little nuggets of what's right and what's wrong. And
1: yeah, you get a framework.
0: Yeah, yeah. for but sure. It's interesting
1: because I hadn't, you had way more of a framework than I did.
0: Yeah, but now you know way more than
1: I do. I had no knowledge, but it's all out there, and it's kind of it can be daunting when you when you have zero knowledge. It's like it's like someone taught me, <laughs> told me use this analogy in residency. They were like at the beginning of residency when you know nothing. Picture like chicken wire, mm-hmm. and then you're picking up chicken shit, yeah. and you're throwing it at the chicken wire. Okay, and at the beginning. All that knowledge just goes like, it's like it's like trying to it's a drink from a garden, like a, a fire hose. It's just like spraying you, hitting you. And it's all all that chicken shit's passing through the wire. Gross. But then like after a year, a little bit sticks. Yeah. And then like throw a little bit more at it. Next year, a little bit more sticks. And then by the end of it, you've got a full wall of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a terrible analogy. No, I think that's really,
0: <laughs> it's really applicable for the
1: bathroom. But, but with that said... Uh, it's the same with home renovation. Like if you know nothing, it's like, where do I even start? Yes. But it's like, okay, I figured out now how to do basic stick framing. Like, okay, now I know how to frame up a wall. Okay. Great. Check. Okay. Now I'm going to learn drywall. Okay. Now I know that, you know, you, this is this type of drywall i use. This is how, how, how far apart your fasteners are space. Okay. You got to add a perfect dimple so you don't pop the paper so that the, you know, you learn all this. And and you're going
0: to pop the paper a number of times and fuck it up and have to take the screw out and fix it. Yeah.
1: And And then you like, you'll do a bad plaster job when you realize, oh, it's actually easier to skim less and then not rely on sanding versus like lots of plaster and sand to perfection. Yeah. You, You learn these tricks, right? And then it's like, oh, now I've mastered drywall and plaster yeah and then it's like okay now painting okay well you realize you learn little techniques on painting okay it's oh the back roll technique okay now I'm going to do this and not going to get you know always maintain a wet edge okay that's the secret to not get lines in my painting or and have a uniform so you learn all these things right
0: but it takes like doing it a lot to like really get finesse with it you know like get it so that you're proficient at it right you know, the first couple of times you're going to do it and it's going to suck. But every time you're going to learn something, oh, that last time I did this and it didn't work out. So let's try it this other way. Or you have something to Google.
1: Yeah. And then once you get like a knowledge base, you can start taking on bigger things that are totally different than what you know, but are all transferable skills. And also to like thinking things through being like, okay, if this wall isn't perfectly shimmed and I put this curdy board on it, The board will be curved, and then the tile will be curved, and then the final product will be curved. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna take the time to put some shims on this wall, make sure it's level, and make sure everything is perfectly dead flat. And then, okay, when I'm doing, and then when you put the corner pieces in, okay, just realizing in the back of your head, you're like, okay, I'm gonna have a lot of overlapping material here because you've got the curdy band coming in from three sides, plus you've got the corner piece. You're gonna have multiple overlapped pieces of curdy band fabric that all have a finite thickness. So it's like, okay, I want to be really thin here and only do the the minimum amount of overlap, and I want to be, I don't want to put. And gobs with thin set in thinking that I'm doing myself a favor by waterproofing it more when thin set's not even actually waterproof. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, because then if you have if you build your corners up too much, then your tiles won't sit flush and nice. As you develop that sort of fundamental base of skills, you'll be able to then do totally new projects like a full bathroom. And even though we'd never done that before, I think we were able to still maintain the level of quality that we were happy with.
0: Um, there's one more comment here that actually, this is more of like an, I wanted to address this. Okay. Just um, because I think it's something we should talk about. Kiki says, I couldn't believe you weren't wearing air protection while hammering out the towels. Guys, you're doing great work. Love the outcome, but please consider using safety equipment once your hearing's gone. It's gone. We were wearing air protection during that. S- I
1: thought we were wearing your- Take
0: a closer look at the time lapse because we are wearing air protection. But
1: was there a clip that we weren't or something like Yeah.
0: That? And so this is what I wanted to talk about. Not always d- do we show, okay, we're talking about this thing. Now we're putting on our safety equipment. So if you don't see us doing it, and then there's a sudden, suddenly a lot of close up shots of stuff, and then you know, we're moving fast and you don't oh, really was there notice it. Was a there a cut
1: between showing a face with no safety goggles yeah. and then? No, no, no air protection. Air protection? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I was going to say, because we always wear air protection. Always. And, and, and sa- safety
0: glasses. I got, yeah. And steel toe boots. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I just wanted we're to kind of. We're sticklers for safety. We actually are sticklers for safety, which is kind of why I was like um, a little defensive when I saw the comment, but then also I agreed that we shouldn't have shown us talking with the tool, like using the tool and then talking about it without actually having that safety protection on. And I think that's kind of the hard thing about doing these things while being on YouTube and filming it and doing a project. Cause like we're human. Sometimes you forget something, right? So, you know, you sit down, you're like, okay, I'm doing this project. I have to talk about this. We're filming, this works. And then like, you're either not wearing that, Safety protection at that time, or you don't physically show it. It's like these cooking shows where, like, they don't sh- they touch the chicken, they wash their hands, but they don't show washing their hands. Yeah, and then they start. And then there's doing like a million comments stuff. about
1: people like you. Yeah, you need you to wash, wash your, your hands, hands after you touch the chicken. It's like, well, I did, but I just don't need to show you every single verbatim thing. In exactly. This,
0: yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to let you guys know that we are sticklers for safety, and that that was a mess up on my part. I probably should have cut that clip, or should have been more. Um, particular when we were shooting that clip to have the safety gear on. But we do wear hearing protection anytime we're using loud tools. We wear safety glasses always. When we're doing renovations, when we're cutting anything, it's very important to us. Our eyesight's very important. Dude,
1: I was walking outside getting in my car one time and a branch came in sideways and poked me in the eye. I'm like, I need safety glasses for every Everything. Mo- time of life.
0: Exactly. <laughs> we're always wearing steel-toe boots. Like, you don't know that. We don't say, here's my steel-toe boots. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I just wanted- I had a buddy.
1: I had a buddy- when I had my, there's a, I think you posted a photo of a chain, me using the, the chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you had every single piece of equipment, but possibly one of the most important ones, your steel toe boots. I'm like, those are steel toe boots. He's like, oh. Exactly. Because they're blunt stones. Yeah. They're blunt steel toe boots. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad, and they're comfortable. I'm glad that they, and they, they don't look like steel toe boots, but they are steel toe boots. They, they are,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in this case, it's like, yeah, take a closer look and you see we're actually doing the work and we're wearing.
1: Yeah. Things. But also, too, like a lot of it, like when we're filming these sequences, it's, You're, you're, you're falling. It's hard to document what you're doing when you're just trying to get the work done. Yes. So a lot of it is, okay, what do we need to like, what shots do we need to get the essence of what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. We need seven shots for this, this, and this generally speaking. Okay. Get a shot of this, get a shot of that. And you'll usually have a shot list planned out just to make sure we have something that can string a story together. Yeah. But it's like at the very beginning and it's like, okay, we got our shots. Okay. Put the camera away. Let's actually do the work. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, if you, if you're saying directing like me and I'm like, got my earmuffs off just to like hear what you're saying, you know, it might be like a couple, you know, it might be a couple, uh, you know, shots, jackhammer shots, which in the grand scheme of things is not going to, adversely affect your hearing. It's the sustained long-term high decibel volumes that are going to mess your hearing up. But yeah, yeah, it's like for the shots that I needed to communicate with you and like, okay, get the shot, shot one, shot two, three, four, and so on. Those are done. Okay, now we can put the cameras away. Okay. Suit up, let's go.
0: And I think too, something else that's, you know, when you're actually doing it It's, you know, it looks a certain way on camera, but like say that tile montage sequence, for instance, you know. (laughs) That
1: tile montage looked way cooler than it was.
0: (laughs) And it looked so, it was so fun to edit, but it was hours of work. You're in the room. I'm just going to paint this because you're in the room with the door closed, trying not to let that dust go all over the house. Yeah, You have a light on. So the room is super hot. Yeah, You have the ventilation, you know, closed over so that that dust isn't circulating. So you don't fill your
1: HVAC system with, with fine particulate matter.
0: Exactly. You're wearing an N95 mask, you're wearing safety goggles, you're wearing hearing protection. So now you have here, here, and ears covered.
1: In a, in a 100 square foot, or what? what's the square footage of that room?
0: I don't remember, probably that. I don't Small. know, 10 by 10 maybe? Yeah, in a room that's super hot, two people, it's completely dusty. So <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like been in a situation like that, and you're in there, and you're working hard, so you're sweating. So, yeah. you know, your goggles are steaming up, you're you know your hearing protection starts to pinch your ears after a while. Your mask, <laughs> getting a you're getting headache. Your mask is starting to clog with dust. So you know you leave the room to increase
1: work of breathing. Yeah,
0: it's you start. Yeah, it's hard to breathe. So you you know you take your big bucket of tile like mashed up tiles that's like fifty pounds and you leave the room for five seconds and you're like oh I can breathe. So you flick your air protection off you know, you take down your mask, keep the goggles on because you're going to pour that into the garbage. You bring it out to the garbage. You, you know, bring it down. You're taking a second just to take a breath. You go back in the room, you put your mask on, you start going, you hear the loud sound. Oh, I forgot my air of protection. And you put it on mm. in that time period. Well, we should get a close up here really quickly. Okay. Take yeah. that shot. Do the shot. Oh, I forgot my air protection. Put it on, but you don't film it. Yeah. So it's, There's just so much going on. Also, at the end of the
1: day, it's just like, it's a YouTube video. It is. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But
0: I I just wanted to say, like, you know, if you're going to be doing these projects, please wear safety glasses. Yeah, Protect yourself. Air protection is really important. And if you see a clip of us, you know, not wearing it, like, just know we are wearing it for the rest of the thing or behind the scenes or whatever. If you don't see us taking it off and putting it on, like, Mm. there's just a lot going on when we're renovating, trying to get the work done, working on our deadline, and trying to film these sequences it's just a lot going on i think it's time to end this Mm -hmm. congratulations on finishing part one of the home run series high five (laughs) high five, all around uh don't know when part two is going to be no idea we're working on our primary i'm
1: literally working on it today
0: yeah we're working on our primary suite i'm going to say probably next year some people were shocked by that on the internet when i said next year shocked They're like next year. They've never
1: done a home renovation before, have they?
0: Also, it's just us. We're working on the evenings and weekends on top of this like weekly upload schedule like we talked about earlier, plus trying to push out these big projects. I work full
1: time. (laughs) Chris
0: works full time. You know, I'm editing full time. So, you know, we're going to put up a helicopter series again in the fall. We've got a short film coming at the end of the summer. So, you know, we're going to enjoy the weather and then, you know, dive back into home run mode when it's bad out like today, thunder, Mm -hmm. lightning or, you know, cold. So uh, keep an eye on our Instagram for the launch date, I guess, for part two. Um, But in the meantime, we'll be back with like normal podcasts every two or three weeks whenever we can actually get the time to record them. So let us know in the uh, comments if you have anything, you know, pressing you'd like us to talk about.
1: All right. All right. Thanks for watching. Catch you in the next one. We're listening.
0: Or listening, can't forget about our listeners. That's right. I gotta pee.